on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Matt Foley. Solid win for the Brewers today as they wrap up this nine-game three-city road trip. They salvage a series win after losing a couple series to start off the trip. They win today by a 7-3 score. They take two of three from Miami. Pretty good pitching performance from Brandon Woodruff. Absolutely exceptional pitching performance from Aaron Ashby, who throws uh, four scoreless hitless innings to finish things off with eight strikeouts was just special. And then from an offensive standpoint, the Brewers put together a nice day, seven runs, nine hits. You're going to win more often than not when you have that kind of offensive output. Welcome in. It is Brewers Extra Innings here on 94.5 ESPN. We're here because Bucks coverage over on WTMJ. So if you do want to join us, you can do so by calling in or texting in to the first Midwest Bank talk and text line 800-990-3776 800-990 ESPN, or you can tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air, M A T T P A U L E Y on air. Former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine will be joining me coming up in uh, just a few moments. This is a game where the Brewers uh, made a mistake early on, and it felt like that that continual. Uh, just issues in the field that they've had this entire road trip might come back to bite them a little bit, but then give them credit. They're able to put together a really solid fifth inning where they score the four runs. They tack on a couple more runs later on. And again, Ashby is just absolutely unhittable. That is a that is a fantastic performance from him. Four innings, no hits, eight strikeouts, no walks. Uh, that, that kind of felt like some of the things we would see from Josh Hader early on in his Brewers tenure. I don't think Hader ever done four innings, but we would see him at times go two and two-thirds or I think maybe even three, three-plus innings at some point, uh, and he would have a ton of strikeouts. But, man, uh, that's, uh, that's one way to save a bullpen and really kind of just shut down a game when you can uh, piggyback Ashby with another pitcher. And in a year where the Brewers' bullpen has a little bit been iffy outside of Brad Boxberger, Devin Williams, and Josh Hader, that's a nice weapon to be able to have. The only problem is it's a weapon that you can only use on certain days as he'll be down now for a few days as he continues to somewhat pitch on a schedule. But the Brewers do get the win at 7-3. Again, if you want to join us, you can do so. 800-990-3776. 800-990-ESPN. That is the first Midwest Bank talk and text line. Jerry Augustine joins the program in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. The 0-2 pitch. And that is a fly ball into shallow center. Coming in is Sanchez to make the catch. Tagging and headed for home is Adamas. And he's going to get in there safely. Ball squirts away from Peyton Henry. He's able to hustle over there and get it in time to not allow Yelich to try and Head towards second base, and now Willie Adamas is a little bit shook up. Yeah, and he had to come out of the game, a left ankle issue, and uh, he'll get reevaluated before tomorrow's game, and you hope that it is nothing uh, bigger than just a little bit of a, a turned ankle, and he can be back in a day or two. If you want to find one negative from today's game, I guess that's it, uh, that the 
and they got down early. They were down by a 3-1 score until they put up that four-run fifth. But obviously, Willie Adamas' health is probably the number one most concerning thing coming out of this game, a game that overall went well for the Brewers. They win by a 7-3 score. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Innings. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting in the First Midwest Bank talk and text line 800-990-3776, 800-990-ESPN. Let's bring in former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. And, Augie, we have to start with the bullpen performance of Aaron Ashby, who goes out and throws four innings, does not give up a hit, eight strikeouts, no walks for Ashby. That was a special performance from him today. Well, you could tell coming into the game that he was, after his last outing in Atlanta, he struggled a little bit, couldn't get his breaking ball where he wanted, he couldn't execute with that fastball. He was coming in, and he was going to be dialed in right from that first inning, and you know, that's one thing that's been so impressive for him being a young pitcher right from spring training a couple of years ago and going into ball game. It's his aggressiveness that he's got the confidence that he can throw any pitch at any time for a strike. And when he's dialed in like that, he is very good. But today he was just, you, you could talk about a guy who go in and not wanting every pitch to go where you want it and not being really above any time you've been out there in the last couple outings, being able to command your strikes home with all your pitches. He was phenomenal today. It feels like with this team, one of the issues that they've had is when they're relying on relief pitchers not named Brad Boxberger, Devin Williams, and Josh Hader for innings in tight games. Well, on the days that you have Ashby scheduled to pitch, he kind of changes that out. And I understand that when you don't have any off days, there's some value in having him as a six starter. But it, just the way this bullpen is aligned right now, to me it almost feels like there's more value in being able to have a game like this where he can just piggyback with a starter. Those two guys can handle the entire game and everybody else can just take the day off. Well, he's proven that versatility from the first time he's coming up. He came up to the big leagues, came out of the bullpen, threw the ball very well, was very aggressive like I talked to earlier in the strike zone, being able to command his pitches. But I agree with you, man. He's got that versatility where using him as that sixth man is so valuable in this in this year. And this, uh, when you want to go to that sixth man rotation, being able to use him as a starter is very valuable. But yet, when you don't, when you have the opportunity to put him in that bullpen, he adds a feature to this bullpen that they don't have when he's not there. So you put him in the bullpen, there's no doubt. Biggie backing with somebody is going to be a, a great thing to have. And the good thing about it, man, is he's the type of guy that, you know, you can throw him one or two innings and maybe he can bounce back for an inning the next day. We haven't seen it, but he's pretty sure he can do it. But yet he can extend it and go to four innings like he did today and just do a masterful job. And uh, today he was just he was just so dynamic with all his pitches. It was fun to watch. Felt like a different kind of day for Brandon Woodruff. And at one point in the game, it didn't feel like he was really completely in control. He had that second inning where he throws just a ton of pitches. Uh, there was a play that was not made behind him. That added close to 20 pitches to his day. So I think we need to consider that when we look at uh, him going just the five innings. But really, after that third inning, he locked in. He finishes with uh, six strikeouts. He was doing it a little bit different way. It didn't feel like... Uh, he wasn't getting a ton of uh, strikes, uh, swing and misses on the four-seam fastball. Not that that's a big swing and miss pitch, but he gets a few off of it. I don't know. It just it, it felt different today from Woodruff, but not different in a bad way. Back to his aggressive way. Pitching with his fastball, I think what we talked about the other day with him with his 
with his changeup, try to go to the changeup, indoctrinate that changeup into his repertoire a little bit more, see what he could do with it, how he wanted to use it uh, in a game situation when he when he has that good changeup. And he does have a very good one. But I thought he came out today with that idea that I'm going to be aggressive with that fastball, that first inning, just was throwing the fastball, had through a couple of changeups, and break the ball was very good. But the second inning, he looked like he was starting to center some pitches. And, and I thought Miami did a nice job of fighting some tough pitches off and making him work. But they centered a few he centered a few pitches, and they were able to go out and score a couple of runs. And then a home run by Salar, which was a 2-0 uh, changeup that he got up over the plate. He made a mistake. But, but then after, after that, Matt, like you said, he really got dialed in, locating that fastball very well. I thought his slider and breaking ball were very good today. And to really be that, those secondary pitches and then adding that changeup every once in a while, I thought he became more of that complete pitcher back to where he usually is, that power-style guy after the third inning. 7-3, the Brewers win in Miami. They take two of three as they wrap up their nine-game road trip. We'll continue on in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Woodruff has the sign and the 3-2. Strike three called. Beautiful fastball painted over the outside corner, belt high. And that a great pitch by Woodruff to strike out Sanchez for the third time in the game. Brewers get a 7-3 win in Miami. A better day for the Brewers than the Bucks. if you're wondering what's going on over there, and that's over on WTMJ. Uh, not so good. About a little bit more than five minutes to go in that game, and the Celtics lead by uh, 22. So things not going well for the Bucks. But things went all right for the Brewers. They win by a 7-3 score. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine here as well. And Augie, from an offensive standpoint, Colton Wong at the top of the order today really had a nice game. Draw three walks, goes two for two, hits a home run. It's his thousandth uh, career game, and he even admitted that he was kind of jazzed up for this one, getting to uh, that milestone, which is uh, a big milestone for for any player. But that was a that was a special day today for Colton Wong. Yeah, he you know he, for your thousandth game to get on base five times, three by walks, hit the big home run uh, right after Peterson starts standing off at the home run, get him back in the ball game. Uh, you really have to like what Colton Wong has done for this ball club early in the season. He's been that igniter in the beginning of the lineup. You, you look at what he's done, he's hit 11 career home runs to start a game. Nine of them have been with the Brewers, and you see what he's already done this year. He's just giving some really good at-bats, and, you know, you need that at the beginning of the game. You need that guy who can work pitches, get on base, steal the bases, stolen some bases lately. He's getting being this uh, that type of player you need at the top of the line to get things started, and, uh, when he's up there, he really does a nice job. So a thousand games, what not better day get on get on base five times and and hit a home run. A great day for Colton Wong today. Rowdy Telez had kind of been struggling here during the course of this road trip, and he's one of those streaky hitters, and there's a lot of guys in the league that, that go into hot streaks and go into cold streaks. He goes two for four today. He hits the home run. It feels like there's been a few times on this trip where he's hit balls that you thought were going to be out off the bat, but they end up flying out, and that's just a case of the way the game is being played this year with the dead in baseball. But it it feels like any time he has a game like this that that might be the start of him going into another hot streak. Yeah, he's been swinging the bat good. I, I tell you, he's hit some, a lot of balls on this road trip. He's hit them hard, just missing a couple. I thought what he did today a little bit differently than he, he has in his past few games. It, it just seemed like the last few games he's trying to take what he's given. If the ball was out away from him, trying to drive the ball out of the ballpark the other way, which 
He can. He's got great power to all fields. But today he went, okay, he looked like he was out there with the idea you're going to get a guy who's going to throw some off-speed stuff, a lot of change-ups. He was going to go out there and find something that he could get get it, uh, get in his zone and pull, and he did that today. He hit that, got that ball up over, over the plate, did a nice job of going out and swinging, hitting that ball out of the ballpark. So it's really good to see him swinging the bat. He's the type of guy, he gets in that groove, he can carry a ball club, and he's proven it this year the way he's been swinging the bat. But today, went out there, just looked, he was looking for something just to get a, get get in the middle plate in where he could drive the ball. He got it, he hit the ball for a home run, and that was really good to see. They now come home for a three-game series against Atlanta, a team that they just lost two of three against uh, in Atlanta earlier on this trip. Freddie Peralta against Ian Anderson, the pitching matchup tomorrow. What do you want to see from Freddie? I like Freddie just to be who he is. I thought last time out he got back a little bit to himself of locating that good fastball and using, a, using that slider. He showed breaking ball early in the game. He was getting it for strikes, but then as the game went along, he started elevating that fastball. But when he can command the strike zone down on both sides of play with that fastball, use that breaking ball and that good slider that he has, now making it the big slider, he's got to cut down that slider a little bit, getting it over for strikes. He is really, really good. He can elevate. And I think that's what he's going to have to do against that good offensive ball club in the Atlanta Braves. All right, Augie, good stuff as always. Uh, This was a lot of fun this weekend. Good to have you back into the fold, and we'll talk again real soon. Uh, It's been a great, great win, big series win to going back home. But great being with you, Matt. Look forward to the near future getting back with you. And uh, good for the Brewers to go home and start a big homestand. All right, very good. There's Jerry Augustine uh, joining us, Augie, uh, back in for his uh, first weekend here on Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers, they win today in Miami by a 7-3 score. If you want to get in here, you can do so on the first Midwest Bank talk and text line, 800-990-3776, 800-990-ESPN, or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We're back with more in a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Find the Crew Talk podcast wherever you get podcasts. 94.5 ESPN is WKTI and WKTIHD Milwaukee, a good karma brand's radio station. Attention men, are you one of the millions suffering from ED? Has Viagra or Cialis failed you? Are you suffering from low T or just wish you could last longer? New Male Medical Center can help you discover the new you. Our providers offer state-of-the-art, FDA-approved treatments that are 98% effective. You will see results on your very first visit. Foster a future. Children in foster care have unlimited potential. Go to fosterparentsrock.org. Sponsored by the Coalition for Children, Youth, and Families and the Wisconsin Department of Children and Families. This is what I love to do. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on ESPN Milwaukee. 3-2 pitch. Wong a high drive deep right field. De La Cruz going back. Track. Wall. Gone. Colton Wong ties this game up. Three apiece. And the Brewers have gone back-to-back here in the top of the fifth. 7-3, the final Brewers get the win in Miami. Welcome back into Brewers X Journeys here on 94.5 ESPN. 
this is likely to be the last show on 94.5 ESPN in quite some time because it does not look like we are going to have any uh, Bucks brewers conflicts again for a while. The Bucks are uh, getting beat pretty good right now, about two minutes to go, and uh, they're down 101 to 77 in Game 7 against Boston, and uh, Giannis is out of the game. So not a good day for the Bucks, but a good day for the Brewers. They win again in Miami by a 7-3 score. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting the First Midwest Bank talk and text line at 800-990-3776, 800-990-ESPN, or you can tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air, at Brew Crew Squat Scott tweeting in saying the Brewers have the second most runs in all of baseball with their ability to produce so much offense do you see them uh, seeking help for run prevention an arm or a capable middle infield glove I think they are going to acquire multiple relief pitchers before all is said and done I think you look at the the bullpen beyond those high leverage guys and there's just a lot, a lot of inconsistency. And then clearly Trevor God has had a nice season. You know what you have in Brent Suter. But that, that next group after that, there's just been very little consistency there. So one area that I would think that uh, David Stearns is certainly going to make some moves in acquiring players this year is more bullpen arms. As far as trying to bring somebody in uh, defensively for the infield, I, I don't think that's a need on this team despite their defensive numbers on this road trip. I think they're a good defensive team. And, you know, this this is a team that a Keston Hira, who put up okay numbers at the big league level and is just killing it at AAA, he, he doesn't have a spot on this roster. You know, a lot. I got a text message or a call at one, in the last week or so from somebody saying, should the Brewers go try to reacquire Mike Moustakis? And my answer is, well, who are you going to take off the roster? Who's the guy whose spot he's going to take? And you know, one of the first names that comes up is like a Jace Peterson. Jace Peterson has been a very effective player for this team this year. And his batting average isn't great at 222, but you look at what he hit the home run today. He can play so many different positions. He does so many things. He gives good quality at bats consistently. The roster construction on this team from a hitting and offensive standpoint and the position player group, it is not screaming for anything to be added. Um, At the same time, I think, it is screaming for something to be added from a relief pitcher standpoint. Doug texting and says, good to see Ashby in there today. What a difference in middle relief. Also like letting him finish the game. Urias in the number four spot is interesting. Kind of like him in there. He has pretty much hit in every spot since he's come back. Yeah, I think Ashby can be a bigger weapon working out of the bullpen than he can be as a starter. As a starter, he's the sixth guy, and he's kind of just taken a spot on the roster for those other days. Now, he can't. He's not going to pitch tomorrow. He's not going to pitch two days from now. He, when when you use him, it's going to kind of be the way it used to be with Josh Hader, where Hader would go out and throw two, three innings, and all of a sudden he wouldn't be available for three days. But Ashby doing what he did today, I think, is a really powerful and impactful kind of thing for him. And I, I would probably rather see him do that than really get starts, even when the team is in periods without a. Uh, without an off day, like they're going to be after this Thursday, they're off, and then they have a ton of games in a row after that. Even when they're in that period, just because of the way that, what we just talked about with the bullpen, I, 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 
he's more impactful as a bullpen pitcher at the moment. As far as Urias in the middle of the lineup, yeah, I'm good. He's a he's a he's a run producer. So you put him in the middle of the order now against lefties, putting him in the leadoff spot uh, because you're not going to have Colton Wong there. I'm fine with that. But for the most part, I, I think putting Urias somewhere three, you know. Four, five, six, and anywhere in there, three, four, five, six, anywhere in there is a good spot for him because of his ability to drive in runs. Seven, three, the final. The Brewers get the win in Miami. The postgame comments of manager Craig Council on the way next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. And he's getting the usual overshift swing and a high drive deep in the center field that'll chase Sanchez back all the way to the wall, turning around, watching it go. See you later. Home run, Rowdy Telez. Deep out to the deepest part of Lone Depot Park, and the Brewers have scored five unanswered. They lead this game by a score of six to three. They go on to get one more run, and they win 7-3. Brewers extra innings continuing here on 94.5 ESPN. If you want to join us, 800-990-3776, the first Midwest Bank talk and text line. Brandon Woodruff, pretty solid performance from him today. Uh, his pitch count got up early, so that limited him and how long he could go. Five innings, three runs, only one was earned. Five hits, six strikeouts, two walks. He picks up the win. He's now 4-2. and two. Manager Craig Council meeting with the media just a little while ago and opened up his thoughts talking about Woodruff's performance. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought Woody just competed really well today. Um, you know, some things didn't, didn't go his way. Um, and, and it could have been a game that was, you know, frustrating. And, you know, you let that affect you, and he didn't let it affect him. He just he kept going out there and making pitches um, and, and it just kept us in the game and kept us hanging around until the offense uh, did a really nice job. But really, I mean, it looked like you tried to go out there and play through it. What Was it just... Yeah, so it's his left ankle. I don't know, you guys might have been told right ankle, but left ankle. Um, yeah, it was a little, I mean, he, it was, you know, usually you kind of turn it in on an ankle sprain. It kind of went the other way. So, you know, he's, he's walking around a little gingerly right now. Um, X-rays are negative. Um, it's just kind of day-to-day. Colton, this was his thousandth game, and he really showed up. Yeah, yeah, he had a great game. I mean, I think... Um, you know, you you score seven runs, and it's not a coincidence that your leadoff guy's on base a lot. Um, he had a wonderful game and uh, really set the tone today. Did you feel like you were having some good swings early against Hernandez that kind of led into that big fifth inning? Um, yeah, I mean, we were we were swinging it fine. Um, just had some good at bats, and um, you know, kind of as we went through that lineup again, um, got a little bit more comfortable against them. Um, got him out of the game and then and, and did a nice job against the bullpen as well. Striking out their top three hitters, ten of them I think went down strikes. How effective was that? Well, uh, Aaron Ashby was incredible today. He was brilliant. Um, I mean, I, I think he's no hit, right? Four innings, no hits. Um, retired 12 in a row, except for the strikeout call. Um, but he, he was just outstanding. I mean, his slider was just throwing strikes and his slider was Unhittable. It felt like the way he's, the way he's um, just had so much depth to it and so hard. Do you think that was as sharp a command as he's had of the slider this season? Of the slider, yeah, yeah. I mean, he got ahead a lot, um, and he and he got more locked in as he, as he was out there. What explanation did they give you on the strikeout? It yeah, it, it's a rule. I mean, it, yeah. the, if the ball gets lodged, it's it's a dead ball. Um, it, it's just a 
you know, there's there's logic to it when it's like a batted ball, thrown ball, when it's when it's um when it's a pitch strike three, uh, you know, it's a little harder to find reason why it's a rule. Just overall to close out the trip with a, a series win is a little bit of an yeah. trip. Yeah, I mean we didn't um you know, it was uneven. That's, that's a good way to say it. Um, but it was a n- nice way to finish it and a good way to finish it. We've got two more trips like this, um, and that that third city's. You know, you're you're kind of grinding through that third city always. Um, but we came out and, and did a nice job today and pitched really well um, and did enough with the bats. So it's a it, it very good way to end it for sure. As a whole, what do you think of the pitching on the road trip? Kind of that uneven up and down. Yeah, I mean. You know, I mean, I thought just everything was. I mean, you could describe. I think our entire trip, every phase of the game was a little uneven. Outside of obviously his ability to get on base and get hits, what does Colt, Colton bring to the team? Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's 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 a really good defender, um, left-handed bat. He he's handles left-handed pitching well. Um, so there's a little bit of everything in there, and there's stolen base in there. There's home run in there. Um, there can be on base, and I, I, he got off to a little bit of a slow start this year, but I think that he had a really good road trip, and 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 is feeling really good at the plate, as we can see. That's Magic Craig Council speaking just a little while ago in Miami. Brewers are now headed back. They'll open up a uh, road or homestand where they'll play against a couple teams in Atlanta and also Washington. When we come back, we'll go back through the game. A 7-3 win for the Brewers over Miami. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Go! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. 7-3, Brewers get the win over the Marlins. Pitching matchup, Brandon Woodruff on the mound for the crew. Eliezer Hernandez getting the start for the Marlins. And it would be the Brewers who would strike first in the top of the first inning. It gets going with Colton Wong walking. Then Willie Adamas grounds into a fielder's choice. So he takes over for Wong over at first base. Next hitter is Christian Yelich. 2-2, ground ball sharply hit under the glove of Anderson, the third baseman, and the shift on the right side. It's going to get into right field. First to third goes Adamas, and Yelich will be safe at first. It's going to be an E5 on Brian Anderson, who is over there in that shift. So the next question is, can the Brewers take advantage of the air? They can, thanks to Luis Urias. The 0-2 pitch. And that is a fly ball into shallow center. Coming in is Sanchez to make the catch. Tagging and headed for home is Adamas, and he's going to get in there safely. Ball squirts away from Peyton Henry. He's able to hustle over there and get it in time to not allow Yelich to try and head towards second base. And now Willie Adamas is a little bit shook up. Yeah, he turned his ankle, eventually had to come out of the game. We should learn more coming up tomorrow. Brewers have a one nothing lead. That lead does not last long. We go to the bottom of the second inning. That's when Mike Brasso came in as a replacement for Willie Adamas. He played third, and Luis Urias moved from third to shortstop. Speaking of Brasso, Avisael Garcia, the leadoff hitter, he reaches on an air by Brasso, and the next hitter is Brian Anderson. Woodruff's 1-0 pitch. One hops the glove of Brasso, and it goes past his glove and all the way into the corner in left field. Garcia is going to be held at third, and wisely so. And now the ball gets away from Narvaez, but 
No advance from Garcia. Urias cut that throw from Yelich and then threw home even though the Marlins had already held Garcia at third. So runners on at second and third and a tough situation for Brandon Woodruff to try to get out of. He does though with uh, Miguel Rojas flying out and uh, that was to Hunter Renfro and he just absolutely mows down, uh, not, not mows down, but throws out, throws the runner, or not the runner, just gets the throw home very quickly is what I'm trying to say to keep Garcia the runner at third. So that's the first out, no advance. Then Brian De La Cruz pops out to Jace Peterson in foul territory where he had to make a little bit of a uh, crazy catch, but he makes the catch. So quickly two outs. So the hard work is done to get those two outs with the runner on at third. However, a walk to Eric Gonzalez loads the bases for a guy who was just recently in the Brewers organization, Peyton Henry. The pitch. Little fister into shallow right field. That's going to get down for a base hit for Henry. Garcia is in. Here comes the throw from Renfro. And sliding in behind him is Brian Anderson. And the Marlins take a 2-1 lead. They add to that lead one inning later in the third with one out. It's Jorge Soler at the plate. Overshift is on against the right-handed hitter. Three lined up on the left side of the infield. Two up pitch it high and deep. Wow, this is so high up. Head almost hit the roof. It's over towards the pole and it's fair. Goodbye. Another home run for Jorge Soler. And the Marlins have a three to one lead in the third. But that would be the final blemish for Brandon Woodruff. He really locks in. He would get the next two batters that he faces in the third. And then in the fourth inning, he does give up a double to uh, De La Cruz, but nothing more. Runner on at second, two outs, and it's Jesus Sanchez at the plate. Woodruff has the sign. And the 3-2. Strike three called. Beautiful fastball. Painted over the outside corner. Belt high. And that a great pitch by Woodruff to strike out Sanchez for the third time in the game. The Brewers come up with a big inning in the fifth. It all starts with the leadoff man, J Jace Peterson. This ball's hit high, deep, right field. Going back is De La Cruz looking up. It is gone for Jace Peterson. Peterson goes deep for the third time this season. And the Brewers close that deficit down to just a run. That deficit would go to nothing a moment later with Colton Wong standing in. 3-2 pitch. Wong a high drive deep right field. De La Cruz going back. Track. Wall. Gone. Colton Wong ties this game up. Three apiece. And the Brewers have gone back to back here in the top of the fifth. Yeah, it should be noted there was two strikes on each of those batters when they hit home runs. On Peterson, it was an 0-2 pitch. On Wong, it was a 3-2 pitch. That ties the game up, but the Brewers are not done in the fifth. Next hitter is Mike Brasso. The 1-1 pitch to Brasso, and Brasso a ground ball to short. Rojas fields, fires to first, low, and not dug out by Aguilar. It was not a good throw by Rojas. Aguilar tried to backhand that ball down in the dirt. And it popped away. Ambrosso safe at first. They rule an air on Rojas. Christian Yelich then walks. That pushes Brasso to second. And it ends the day for pitcher Eliezer Hernandez as Lewis Head comes into the game. First batter he faces, Luis Urias. He flies out, but Brasso is able to tag on the play. He goes to third. Next hitter is Roddy Telez. 
First pitch to Telez. Breaking ball. This is a line drive into left. How about a base hit for Rowdy Telez? And the Brewers lead it 4-3. An RBI single for Rowdy. He drives in his 28th of the season. And the crew, once trailing 3-1, now enjoy a one-run lead at 4-3. Yelich on at second after a Hunter Renfro fly out. Omar Nervaez stands it. First pitch to Narvaez. Line drive through the right side and into right field for a base hit. Yelich around third. Here comes the throw home. It's going to go to third instead. Yelich will score standing up. And the Brewers lead it 5-3 on the RBI single from Narvaez. Four runs on four hits in the fifth inning, and the Brewers have a 5-3 lead. It would stay that way until the seventh new pitcher into the game for the Marlins. Tommy Nance, first battery faces, is Rowdy Tellez. And he's getting the usual overshift swing and a high drive deep in the center field that'll chase Sanchez back all the way to the wall, turning around, watching it go. See you later. Home run, Rowdy Tellez. Deep out to the deepest part of Lone Depot Park, and the Brewers have scored five unanswered. They lead this game by a score of 6-3. to three. Aaron Ashby replaced Brandon Woodruff in the sixth inning. He uh, struck out a couple. Then in the seventh inning, uh, with one out, he strikes out Jesus Sanchez. Two outs, and it's old friend Jesus Aguilar at the plate. 3-2. Swing and a miss. He got him with a slider, and Ashby puts away Aguilar. He has struck out four over two perfect innings in relief. Aaron Ashby back into the bullpen today and back to his dominant self. Cole Sulser, the new pitcher, into the game for the Marlins in the eighth inning. Gives up a one-out base hit to Colton Wong, who then steals second. Mike Brasso uh, gets an infield single as uh, Wong had to stay put after a strikeout of Christian Yelich. Luis Urias back at the plate. Two balls and two strikes. The pitch to Urias is a line drive into right center field. That's going to drop in there for a base hit. Around third and headed for home is Wong. Here's the throw home. Wong slides underneath the tag of Peyton Henry. And now Urias turned first too far, and Henry will fire down to first, where Gonzalez was over there covering the bag, and he will tag out Urias, and the inning is over. All the while, Ashby just continued to roll through the Marlins. In the eighth inning, he got another strikeout. There's two outs, and it's Miguel Rojas at the plate. One-two pitch, and that is a called third strike with a slider on the inner part of the plate. Rojas strikes out. Ashby records four outs in the inning. Yeah, there was a there was a kind of a quirky play in there as well that looked like an out should have been recorded, but they said the ball got lodged and it was a whole thing. They went back to video review. Ended up not really making an impact in the game as he threw up the zero there. And then Ashby comes back out for the ninth inning, his fourth inning of work, gets Brian De La Cruz to ground out, Eric Gonzalez to line out, and the final hope for the Marlins is Peyton Henry. Henry climbs back into the box. Ashby from the windup, the pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Ball game over. The Brewers are going to leave Miami with a series win. Coming from behind here this afternoon. And winning this game by a final of 7-3. 
With the victory, the Brewers go to 22-13. and 13. The Marlins, they drop to 15-19, and 19, winning totals for the crew. Seven runs, nine hits, one air. They leave nine for the Marlins. Three runs, five hits, two airs. They leave six. Winning pitcher Brandon Woodruff, he's 4-2. and two. Eliezer Hernandez takes the loss to drop to 2-3. and three. Ashby the save, his first home runs. Jace Peterson is third. Colton Wong his third. Rowdy Telez his eighth for the Marlins. Solaire hitting his seventh of the year. The game lasting three hours and 33 minutes played in front of a crowd of 11,729 folks at Lone Depot Park. 7-3, the Brewers get the win in Miami and now they are set to return home. We'll preview the series against the Braves and also go around the NL Central where we had quite the result in one of the other games tonight. We'll tell all about that coming up in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. 7-3, Brewers get the win in Miami. Matt Pauley back with you starting to wrap things up. Let's get some scores from around the NL Central. A little bit of an interesting one today between the Reds and the Pirates. The Pirates don't get any hits today. They are they're no hit. It's not a no hitter, but they're no hit. I'll explain that in a second. But they beat Cincinnati by a one nothing score. They score the one run without the aid of a hit, uh, partly because Reds pitchers issued six walks in the game. There are actually no errors either. Uh, but it was uh, this is perfect. As, as bad as the Reds and as bad as the Pirates are, of course you would have a one nothing game where the winning team does not collect a hit. Now it's not a no-hitter, and it's not not a no-hitter, not because, stick with me, uh, because they lost, but because Reds pitchers only threw eight innings because the game was played in Pittsburgh, so there was not a bottom of the ninth inning. So you, it can't be a no-hitter if you can't have eight, or if you, if you don't have at least nine innings pitched. So the Reds no-hit the Pirates, the Pirates win, and it's not a no-hitter. How about that? Uh, elsewhere around the division, Cubs and Diamondbacks even 2-2, bottom of the seventh inning. Justin Steele went six for the Cubs, two runs, one earned, three hits, ten strikeouts, two walks for Steele. And uh, the Cardinals and the Giants are playing the Sunday nighter tonight. Adam Wainwright, fresh off the COVID-19 list, is set to make the start for St. Louis this evening. Around the Brewers minor league uh, system and uh, what happened across uh, this, the entire system today, Low A Carolina, they win at Fayetteville 12-6. High A Wisconsin, they get a win at Quad Cities 4-1. Wisconsin now 22-11. and Double A Biloxi, they hold on to defeat Birmingham 8-3. And Nashville gets a win at Jacksonville, 11 to six. For Nashville, they are now 24 and 11. Brewers open up a home series against the Atlanta Braves coming up tomorrow. We're back on WTMJ. Freddie Peralta set to make the start tomorrow for the crew. The right-hander is 2-1 with a 4.40 ERA. It'll be Ian Anderson who will go for the Braves. He's 3-1 with a 4.20 ERA. 6.40 first pitch. That means coverage begins at 6.05, and I'll be with you immediately following the game for another edition of Brewers Extra Innings again back on WTMJ tomorrow. But for today, Brewers get the win over Miami 7-3. We'll talk to you tomorrow for more Brewers baseball.